Hey everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com, and we have some very, very special guests coming by. I'm so excited. Please introduce yourselves, sirs. Hi, I'm Scott. Hi, I'm Charlie, and we are in the band Anthrax. I'm so shocked that you guys haven't been by the office before. This so am I. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, as, as a kid, I, I would have loved to have come up here every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, first off, let's talk um, the new album. You got uh, Alex Ross to do. It's a fourth cover, I believe. Uh, yeah. I think mm. it's a, but it's the fifth thing he's done for us because. Well, he's done more. He did. We've come for you all. Album, worship music album. This new one for all kings album. Music for mass destruction. Those are the records. live album, and then he did this fight until you can't artwork where it's us fighting ourselves, our zombie and selves. Zombies. Oh, that's awesome. So and those are the, those five he pieces. Did the Judge Dredd. Yeah, he did a Judge Dredd holding Judge yeah. Death's head uh, piece for us. Which he loved to do. Yeah. <laughs> so see, uh, six things he's done for us. So how did you, because Alex is in high demand. How, how did you going to say Alex is in hiding? <laughs> <laughs> he is in hiding, too. <laughs> yeah. How how did you guys get in touch in the first place? Well, was he, I assume he was a fan of the band, or, or how did you reach it out? Was, it was, it's very strange, but it's it's almost like fate brought us together. Um um, Brent Thompson, he used to do a lot of our web stuff and some artwork for us. Uh, we would talk all the time about artists and who's good and who's doing this. And he's like, Alex Ross should do your next cover, which was going to be the We Come For You All. So this was probably 2002, maybe around that time. Yeah. Um, we got in touch with Alex Ross. Turns out he lives 20 minutes away from me. <laughs> what? I was like, how does this, how could this be? Uh, Met with Alex, talked, got along, became friends, and that was it. It was it was awesome, actually. Um, so for this last cover, uh, I met him at our usual place, that coffee place, Starbucks, and uh, <laughs> and um, we just you know we were just hanging out and about whatever. So the last thing I hit him with was like, "How'd you like to do another cover?" <laughs> you know that type of thing. And he looks at me like, mm, "Okay, what do you got?" So I told him these two concepts, and the first one I could just see he was not into it at all. And then the next one was about this hall of like kings and tying it into the last couple of covers. And then he said, now I think you got something. And then boom, we started bouncing things off of each other. You know, and that's how it happened. That's amazing. Yeah, in a million years, I didn't think we would ever work with Alex Ross, you know having been a fan of his for so long and and then suddenly like oh yeah by the way Alex Ross is doing the cover <laughs> what that Alex Ross <laughs> <laughs> well let me ask, how, did, how did you guys uh, get into comics in the first place what, like Marvel wise first comic you ever picked up you remember um, my uncle when I was a little little kid I'm talking you know probably just when I first started reading whatever the age, age that was so it was in the 60s though late 60s um, I had an uncle my uncle Mitch was only 10 years older than me so when we'd go visit my grandparents, I would sit in his room, and uh, he had c big comic collection and he had lots of Thor. I'm talking like Journey into Mystery Thor. Like, nice, you know Thor, Conan, Hulk, uh, you know, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, uh, uh, everything, uh, all the Marvel stuff. Didn't have much DC back then. He was more of a Marvel guy. So that I used to just sit in his room and and look at his comics and read his comics. And at some point, a couple of years later, when he got out of comics and probably got into girls <laughs> he gave me his whole collection so like i inherited full run of like thor from journey into mystery 83 on and like 
uh, like all the like Hulk one through six and like all this crazy, crazy, you know, Silver Age stuff. And uh, so I was I was very excited because I was way, way in the comics and pretty much stayed like a serious collector all the way till the end of the 80s, early 90s. And that's when I found it hard to keep up anymore and get to a comic shop. But um, a ma major, major part of my life has you know, been was owned by Marvel, basically. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when I was, like, really little, um, I have four older sisters, so my mom used to work at this bakery um, up the street from where we used to live, and two doors down was, like, this store that sold comic books, magazines, and I would go to work with her some days, and my sister would get the Archie comic, and they would get me, like, the that, whatever I wanted. And uh, the first thing that I ever had was, like, the Hulk Thor you know things like that and I would always draw them that's what I was interested more in the the art rather than the story um, and it just God it just never stopped from there and um, I've always been more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy I mean I like of course Batman you know and all that stuff who, do, who doesn't and then uh, just evolved from there my love of you know art and comics and just took off and you guys, uh, we mentioned before uh, the interview, uh, Brian and Jerry, you're buds with those guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Posehn. Oh, Brian. I don't think Charlie knows Jerry Duggan. Oh. Uh, no. I'm sorry, has he ever written you into a comic before? He always writes. Jerry, Jerry drew me into an issue of Nova. <laughs> no way. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they, uh, it, so, I, somehow there's a, I, I have it, I read it. Somehow there's a, there's a fight going on and it, crashes basically crashes through like an anthrax show and you see me on stage <laughs> it's pretty funny is that that's like the dream for a comic book nerd is to be drawn into a, a comic like. always yeah it, well i remember back back around that same time um when kiss was first featured in with the howard the duck comic mm -hmm. oh my god oh my god i couldn't believe it and then of course kiss had their own comic and they used was that the one blood yes, yeah. yes, yes. and it was like the thing you know it was like kiss is in a comic book i literally bothered the guy at my comic shop where I grew up in Bayside, Queens. The Kiss comic was coming out like in a, in a week, basically. Everyone knew the release date, and the guy who owned the comic shop, he already had it. He had boxes of them in the back, but wasn't allowed to put it out on the racks until whatever that date was. I harassed this guy so much. <laughs> I, I went there, and he showed me the cover, and I was like, I have to have it now. I have to have it it's now. It's a golden ticket. And I literally stayed ticket. in the store like for five hours just bugging the hell out of this guy until he finally relented and sold me it like a week early. I just I would not I wouldn't leave the store without it when that that came I love that comic. <laughs> I love that comic too. I, I was as a kid I was a member of the Merry Marvel Marching Society. <laughs> I was a subscriber to Foom magazine. Like I, Marvel Stanley's soapbox was like yeah. for me. I you know um, that's what I read as a kid. And Mad like, Mad just, Mad and Marvel comics. Uh, well, that was it for me. I just loved all that stuff. Yeah, I mean it's such a it, that's a. To be up here in the office right now, I'm a bit wide-eyed and tripped out because it, it was such a major part of my life. Your comics come before music, before I played guitar, before anything. Comics is the first thing I was into as a human being on my own. And still am. I still read you know books all the time. I don't keep up with every title, but uh, a lot of my friends like Brian, uh, people like that, they'll... Um, They'll let me know if something's really good, or I hear from fans. Have you checked this out yet? You know, and I'm like, no. What is that? And then I'll I'll go get it. And 
Um, but uh, like that's why uh, people have been telling me about the Vision book, and yeah. I guess issue three is coming soon next month or something like that. So um, I'm really excited to read this Vision book, and I, and I was told I should check out the Secret Wars thing too because the last issue just came out, and now that's, I can read the whole thing. That's the thing I hear about too. Secret yeah, Wars. We're gonna hook you guys up. You, you don't come in. You don't leave empty-handed for sure. <laughs> um, the only one I can say for like. Uh, the old stand days, like, I don't know, being a, uh, a member of that, do you remember Flo, Stan's first assistant? I don't know if she's been written into a lot of the comics. Yeah. She still yeah. works here. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. She has some stories, like, you know, with uh, Stan and um, Kirby and all right, that. Right, right. I just read so. Stan's book. Just, really? Yeah, I just finished that. <laughs> have, you, have you ever met Stan before? I was at, last year I was at the uh, San Diego Comic Con, and he was there, and I was going this way and he was there and I was like God I really want to meet Stan Lee you know and I never met him I lucked out um, a couple of years ago out of two three years ago I went to the premiere of uh, Walking Dead whatever season number it was in, in LA and uh, standing at the top of the red carpet about to walk down and this publicist says um, hey would you like to meet Stan Lee I'm like yes <laughs> and I turn around and he's standing right there and he's he's gonna walk down after I do so I turn around and we get introduced and and because uh, I would have probably I never would have went up to him if he was just standing there but the guy introduced me and a big smile and a handshake and then we walked the red carpet together stood there together and took pictures in front of the big walking dead wall and all that and I got to talk to him for like a solid I don't know three four minutes as as we did this and it was amazing. I almost started crying. Like I really kind of got choked up telling them, like, what you mean to me. Like, like I probably wouldn't be standing here right now if it wasn't, like, for you and Jack Kirby. Like, for real. And and uh, he's like, look how you turned out. It's great. You know? <laughs> that voice. You're a success. And, and you know, your band, you're, everything's great. He was awesome. Just big smile. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's Stanley. I got all these great pictures of the two of us. It was, it was quite a moment. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's hard to explain. But like, I mean, we've obviously, luckily for working at Marvel, we see him a lot. And it, the first time, though, it's like you're shaking yeah. and you don't know what to say to him. It's it's <laughs> it's crazy. He's a living legend. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I know we throw around that legend term a lot nowadays, but he is a living uh, legend. For, for <laughs> you can't see it. You show Scott showing yeah. the picture. He's That's so amazing. cool, though. Um, I would say that about you guys too. I mean, what's that like being living legends of your own, though? I don't even want it to go there. <laughs> it's yeah. true, though. Different. It's different. <laughs> it's, it's you don't think of yourself, <laughs> yeah. really. It's maybe, like, maybe some living legends think of themselves as living legends. <laughs> Stan Lee can think of himself as a living legend if he wants to. Um, we're just we're just a working band. We just go out and we do our job, and we make music, and we play shows, and and I, I know we entertain the hell out of people all around the planet. I get that. I understand there's fans of us the same way we're fans of the bands that we love, too. I, I totally get that. But I never think of myself in that way. I'm just a dude, you know, getting from A to B every day, just like <laughs> anyone else, in my own mind, anyway. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, yesterday we got asked, like, what would you, uh, what's your legacy? And it's like, how, how do you answer that? Someone else has to answer it for you. Mm -hmm. But Stanley, I could say he's a he's a legend. <laughs> what's uh are, what's touring plans upcoming? Uh, it starts tomorrow. Tomorrow. I don't know when this will air. This I think this will air in like a week or two. Okay. So we'll be out. So we'll uh, be out. Yeah. yeah. How, well, how long does the tour go? February. Uh, this run goes to February twelfth. We end in L.A. and then uh, 
Iron Rec- Maiden. Yeah, record comes out February twenty sixth, right. and uh, and then we're right down to Mexico, Central America, and South America for like the whole month of March with Maiden, and then uh, which you talk about like you know for us that's literally that's how we look we look <laughs> at Maiden like oh my even still we've known the dude since the eighties and it's still like it's like oh it's Steve Harris it's Dave Murray you know it's like just kind of still trip out even though we know the dudes because it's that moment in time thing you know how important something is to you when you're a kid and then you get to meet these guys and we get to like be peers with them in some weird way and they take us on tour and but it's still I still turn into that 15 year old kid a lot of the time when I'm around you know my my heroes in other bands yeah you you still put these people on a pedestal Kiss to me still, you know, the, the Maiden guys, it's still like that. You know, ACDC, uh, it just has this, This the kid in me always kind of gets a little, you know, withdraws back and be like, okay, it's your time, you know, <laughs> let, me, let me enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's, same thing with everything. Like, I think about years ago when I was, you know, younger and first time seeing Star Wars, whatever, and, like, the excitement I got, you know, last month seeing it, you know, again, the new movie, it was just like, wow, I feel like it's the first time again. And the greatest thing was I was watching the movie through my daughter's eyes, who she's nine. Oh, that's awesome. And, and like, she's totally getting it. And that's the thing that I was like, yes, this is awesome. So the first time you see Kylo Ren, he appears a little mysterious, a little scary. I could tell she got a little, like, taken back by it, you know? She's like, okay. She laughed at the little funny things. It's like, okay, that's it. You're on your way. And it was like, I was, it was so awesome that she got it. You know? And Ray is just a fantastic character for girls, guys, anybody. It's Perfect. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Ray's amazing. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Totally and I'm so happy that it's someone we've never seen really before. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way that movie should have been done. Is like the same way the original was done. You right. know? Um, everything about the movie I love. There's a couple things that I kind of got a little... Like, I don't think Kylo Ren should have taken the mask off. I think Han Solo should have during that, you know, encounter. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing. But overall, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, too. I'm kind of curious. If For a collector, do you have anything that you're, you, like, still own that you cherish? Or both of you, any, like, I guess comics-wise or, or anything? Yeah, like yeah. the <laughs> most cherished. If if it's like, if there's a fire in your house, what thing do you grab? Jeez, I'm taking my house. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> most of my comics are in storage because I got too many of those. You know, the long boxes. Uh-huh. There's so many of them. So that's all in storage. I just I stopped. I used to keep like uh, like half a dozen boxes of really like cool stuff. You know, like my best like let's say Silver Age stuff in the house but even then that sort of just taking up too much space to have those boxes and they would just sit there it's not like I was reading them reading them it would go years without me opening a box you know once in a while I'd look and say are they still like are they falling apart (laughs) no okay so it's all in storage but I still have I I still have a lot of really good Silver Age stuff um, in my you know in boxes I would love to go like see somewhere I have a uh, what do you call it you know it's all written down what's in there but uh I wish I could spend more time. Like, eventually, if I really had the space, I'd love to like put them up on the wall, you know. And oh, that's cool. Yeah. Covers or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I have a Fantastic Four number one. It's not in. It's not in super great condition. Mm-hmm. It's not like a mile high, you know, eight or anything. But uh, 
um, it's it's still fantastic for number one. You know, it's it's cool. We should go to Red Bank and see how much they'll give it to us <laughs> at the stash. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, uh well, oh the the Ming and yeah and Kevin's place yeah yeah. yeah yeah I have I have a Hulk 181 with Wolverine. You know, I, I mean I have because I was collecting books when a lot of those tentpole issues of you know like uh, are out uh, that came out. So which at the time. They weren't worth anything, and then all of a sudden, years later, it's like, oh, first Wolverine appearance. Now that book is worth this. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy what happened with comics and how that you know how they blew up like that. It's funny you mentioned that because we had um, Method Man reads comics religiously. I don't know, you probably crossed paths before, yeah. I don't he, know. I don't know, I know what he's he, talking about. He came by and he brought that issue. It was in good case. I think it was like an eight or a nine or something, right. and he wanted to show. It. And I was like. Why did you bring this here? And he's like, I just wanted to show you how big a fan I was. And I was like, Don't we get it, man? Like, right. it was kind of cool that he brought it, but we were we were scared for him. But um, uh, do you have any like? Do you collect art, the art as well, or the sign stuff, or just the comics? No, you know, I I don't have it. That's art and stuff like that is kind of like, I mean, it's so expensive. But uh, one time years ago, I was at Kirk Hammett from Metallica's house. And he had the original pages, the whole issue, X-Men 1, the whole book, all the original pages sitting there, like, on a, on a desk. And I was like, is that what I think it is? He's like, yeah, you know, and it turns out he was he was kind of, like, holding it as collateral for something, for someone else who was in <laughs> some kind of deal, and, and I think he collects all kinds of stuff. And I was like, you're going to buy this, right? He's like, ah, I, I don't know, you know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. It turns out I don't think he ended up buying it at the time, but I actually sat there and I was holding the original pages to X-Men 1 in my hand. It was, That's insane. It was, it was insane, yeah. <laughs> um, and he had an action comics, like, you know, number one there, too. Like, he had he was holding on to that as well. That's crazy. I want to mention, too, a uh, quick couple more questions and see how much time we have to show you around. But I mean, you mentioned San Diego. You guys go there cons much or I, I try and go as much as I possibly could. Mm. Whether it's Wizard World or C two E two, I just love it. I love everything about it. Um how many have you been to, you think? Uh, <laughs> I've been going for years, you know? I've been to San Diego a bunch yeah. of times. I've been to New York. I just did Boston last year for the first time. My buddy Chris Ryle runs IDW. Mm. And uh, and he invited me out to be at his booth. I signed my book there, and, and uh, um, I had a great time at Boston Con. It was a lot of fun. My pro- my issue with cons is I can't really walk around the floor like I want to. Yeah. So you just get stopped. All next time, time, next time I start going, I'm going to start doing. I, I said this years ago before, like Brian Cranston went as himself, you know, or people started hiding their faces. Like years ago in San Diego, like in like 2002 or something. I was like, I should just put a Gene Simmons mask on and nobody would bother me. <laughs> nobody would know. It's so insane now. Yeah, but now I'm going to start. Well, I won't use a Gene Simmons mask because I just gave it away. But I, next year, any con I go to, I'm just going to put a mask on and, and walk around. Because otherwise, I can't do anything. I get stopped every two seconds. It's you got to cover this, though. Don't, I'll don't cover the know. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, we no one will know. It, this is easy. Just put it up. Oh. <laughs> no problem. We had an actor come tell us that he he's from the show Workaholics or whatever, and he has the long orange hair, and they could spot him just because the hair. So, Well, you're going to get spotted anyway. Yeah. You know. um, anything else you want to mention before we go? New album? Uh, February 26th. February 26th, For All new Kings. An- yeah, For All Kings, New Anthrax. And it's great. 
<laughs> and uh, online fans can reach you. Uh, I know Scott, you're on Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean anthrax.com you can find everything yeah. there. Right. Yeah. And our everyone's on Twitter and Instagram and everything. Cool. Well, thanks so much guys. I really appreciate it. And let's load you up with some comics. Cool. Thank you. Yay. This, this is Marvel Your Universe. Wow.